This is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome back to Video Games Cover to Cover. We're continuing our coverage of Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age. S. S. See, you, I saved something for you, and then and you give me crap about it, and now I didn't do it because you gave me crap all the time, and now you're trying to cut in on my stuff. Well, I, I just I don't know what to tell you, man. You just gotta you gotta stick you gotta stay on your toes. You never know <sighs> what I'm gonna do. It's so hard to find good health these days, friends. <laughs> anyway, um, this is episode 61 of our podcast and part five Wait, of our what of the podcast and part five of Dragon Quest. I've been recording this this whole time. I, I have terrible news. Oh, no. You said 60, 60, 62, part five, 61. Wow, oh, that's an awful long time for me to be unaware that we've been doing a podcast. I know, especially because you do intros and stuff. Like, what did you think was going on there? I don't know. I just thought we were having some fun, like playing radio or something. We are playing radio on the internet. <laughs> so where did we leave off last time? We were just getting ready to head to the next place after we finished the desert. Because Silvando has a boat. Oh, that's right. That is right. Silvando and his wonderful boat. Because I, I think in the desert, we find a few more of those Turkletons. Time Turkle. <laughs> time turns. Tockles. Tockles. The time turner seems like a super broken item. And <laughs> I don't understand why they didn't just solve literally all of their problems with that. Hey, hey, Voldemort's back. Oh, time turner. Harry, by the way... The cup is a port key, and that dude's been evil this whole time. Oh, cool. Thank you for letting me know. Um, Hermione, how do you know all this? Oh, by the way, I have a time turner. You know that that item exists. You know that this exists. So, like, clearly this is all true. Just have Dumbledore check it out. Dude's <laughs> got polyjuice potion. You literally could have solved everything. And then been like, oh, by the way, guy, where's Voldemort's, you know, ruined corpse? Oh, it's there? Cool. Well, let's just dispose of that real quick. Movie's over. Someone needs to go and, like, recut the entire series of movies. Just have, like, a really haggard Hermione showing up, like, in every movie just to tell them what's about to happen. It's like, do you people not even understand? Like, the Time Turner exists. And yes, I saw something online about how, oh, well, the ministry only allows it for use for a specific thing. And Professor McGonagall had to, like, go through all of this stuff just to make sure that Hermione could get one and that she would only use it for her studies. But I'm pretty sure if the ministry found out that literal Voldemort was stopped by using it, they'd be like, okay, that's cool. Never mind. You're good. So the thing about what you're saying here is there are so many items in that universe that are extremely broken that just never come up again. It's almost like... Well, they've come up in in this game. 
as these little white uh, amorphous blobs that look like the adipose from Doctor Who. They do look a lot like that. You're right. But with like gangly arms and legs. Yeah. You cut me off from dropping a hot take, and that's probably for the best. <laughs> I, I, I needed to just go ahead and interject in anything you were about to say. So now that Silvando has joined our party forcibly, uh, because I specifically said no, and he just did not care, much like Serena, she doesn't care. She's like, oh, cool, Silvando, you've been good this whole time. I immediately told you about the Dark One. You're definitely not one of his pawns. You're in the party. Let's go. Veronica is like, the prince sucks. You taught him a lesson. Okay, let's go. Eric only cares about his orb and the luminary. Literally, I'm just here. Everyone has told me I'm super special. And they've been like, you're the luminary and you can shoot lightning. And then I've just pretty much gone from there. And then became Macho Man Randy Savage, as we officially established. Well, you officially established. No, it's official now. I'd already got suggested as we need a Macho Man Randy Savage emote in the Discord, which makes it like super official. Oh, good. (laughs) Naturally, it will be the Luminary emote. (laughs) Okay, but if that emote does not shoot lightning, then what are we even doing here? We're going to need to pay to have animated emojis if we want to do that. You got to pay for that? For animated emojis, yes. I'll have your people contact my people, and then we'll go from there. If you're a subscriber to Discord, you can have animated emojis. Mm. Oh, is that that um, powered up or leveled up or something? Uh, Nitro boost. Server boosting or something? So, sort of. If you boost the server, the server gets extra capacities, but you as a person can use animated emotes and also can use emotes from any server you're in instead of just the server that you're trying to use the emotes at. Oh. Among other things. But, you know, focusing on the video game. This is not Discord cover to cover, so. Well, that is what we're allegedly here for. So, yeah, Silvando has a boat. We're going to go get the boat. It's definitely a real boat, and it is definitely not a stolen boat. He definitely legitimately owns a boat. Wink, wink, wink. We're definitely not going to take it when we get there. This whole time, I'm fully expecting, you know, that's exactly how this is going to go down. He's going to be like, oh, gosh, you know, there's been a misunderstanding, and they're just... They don't have my boat ready. We're just going to have to go borrow it from them. I'm fully expecting that's where this is going. So on the way there, we're going to these, you you kind of have like these little, I guess they're not puzzle areas. It's basically just sections of the world map where you fight enemies. Yeah. But, like instead of a big world map, you just have like a bunch of zones. And in, in, in one of the zones on the way to this place you get to ride on these bee things, which then you can go to different areas that were covered by, that you couldn't get to from water earlier. And that made me think, okay, well, maybe I just have to take one of these bee creatures all the way back with me in order to go get some of these items. But there's definitely no way I'm doing that because it seems like you can't go from one zone to another with one of the creatures that you're currently riding. You can't. It will stop you. And... I'm fully expecting that, like, on a return trip or something, that there will be enemies that have those sorts of opportunities because, yeah, legitimately, I don't think there was any way to do that, like we've talked about before, but I'm expecting that, I mean, same with that chest inside the castle that we, in the dungeons that we talked about, like, at some point, it seems very likely we're going to be returning to a lot of these areas. 
Yeah, and I think you've got a good point there. I don't think we really... It seems like we almost have to, and it seems like when we come back around, there's going to be different enemy types. Yeah, I would fully expect that. The game doesn't seem to just be like, suddenly you can you know, fly, or suddenly you can swim. I, I guess it's still relatively early, but I don't see that happening since the whole mount thing is a mechanic. Yeah, that seems like their main way to do that. And again, like you don't really need flying outside of the mounts because you can just teleport between towns. So like, it's not like you need, you know, you already have fast travel covered. If you say so. <laughs> You're right. This whole time, it's just been a long con trying to convince you of this spell that doesn't exist. You've got me. I, so far, I haven't used it, so you can't convince me that it does or does not do exactly what you say it is. Zoom just makes it seem like you're going to get in a car and maybe do like a GTA-style roll-up on every one of these enemies. Okay, well, you know what? If you get in the car, then you're still good getting back to where you need to go quickly, so it's still fast travel. Boom. Well, why wouldn't Zoom. you just use a horse, though? Cars are faster. Because now you have the ability to just call the horse whenever you want. Oh, yeah, because that's something else Silvando gives you right when you're getting ready to leave the desert is the ability to yeah, just a portable bell that you can just ring wherever instead of having to go find bells. Which is interesting because there's still bells in the other areas. So it's like, why did they go to the effort of designing that if they're just going to give you this bell? I don't know. Why didn't they just give us the bell in the first place? Like, why did they even waste anybody's time with this? Maybe they're thinking that people aren't going to use it because they're just going to forget, just like Zoom for me. I mean, it's all moot because I've literally never called the horse once this entire game. I've ridden the horse exactly two times. That's once very recently when I was pretending to be a prince and another time when I originally got the horse. Yes, exactly. Same here. I have ridden it exactly twice. And then as soon as I got off the horse, I never got back on it. Because why wouldn't I be fighting enemies the whole time? And even if I didn't want to fight enemies, the main character can run. So you can definitely sprint through areas. And they're so easy to not run into. Yeah, you almost have to go out of your way to get into fights with the way the system is set up. I wouldn't quite go that far. But like, I mean, there are definitely times where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go take a straight line there. And I'm just going to hit every enemy on the way rather than it just being a thing of, oh, I guess I'm in a fight now. There are a few times where I've been low on health and an enemy has aggroed me and I get stuck on a rock or something and then have to get into the battle. But it happens so rarely that it's not even a thing that I really have to deal with. Most of the time, if I'm getting into a fight, it's because I want to. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a situation that I wasn't intentionally getting into a fight other than like a boss fight or something. But then even then, you know, I'm intentionally going into the area, but like, I don't think there's, I don't think I've been, you know, I guess I don't want to call it ambushed since that seems to have nothing to do with who touches who as we established in the very first episode, but I'm pretty much always initiating the fights and I basically never get surprised, like attacked by something I wasn't looking to get attacked by because like you say, it's just very easy to avoid that. And I have, it's very rare that I've been ambushed by an enemy. In fact, I don't think it's happened in a while. Now that I really sit here and think about it, it hasn't happened for me since like the beginning of the game. Well, especially because like you said, once you get to a high enough level in a given area, everything just runs away from you anyway. Yeah, there is that. Like they just stand around and then when they aggro like they would, they just instead of running towards you, they run in the opposite direction. 
sort of like the shadows from uh, a Persona game if if you've played that. Although yeah. it's not quite as as quick. When the shadows run away from you, they like book it. They're legitimately terrified. Yeah, when the when the shadows start running away from you, you basically have to like almost intercept them and come at them at an angle or something if you're going to hit them. Whereas the enemies in this, you can still realistically hit them. And I have noticed even if they're trying to run away from you, if you shoot them with the crossbow, which is also a thing that we got to allow you to aggro at range, they will turn around and come to you. You know what? You're right. That is the only time that I've ever gotten really confused. I sometimes hit the crossbow button all the time and get into fights that I don't want to. Because one time I hit an enemy with a crossbow and then it started sprinting at me and I was like, oh no, I didn't want to do that. So I start running away, but it's it definitely caught up to me and I was like, ah. Oh yeah, they, they like straight beeline it directly to you. It, I, I've kind of made a little game of it of try of like shooting them with the crossbow and then standing there and trying to time the sword hit on them so that like I still get the, the bonus attack just because. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I, I'm playing a different game. I'm playing the the uh, green hat challenge or whatever it is from or green mushroom challenge from Super Mario 3D, three three not 3D Super Mario 64, which I guess I have to. I I looked it up today, and you were right. Well, uh, Waluigi was not in that game, but I, Wario was. Yes, I told you though, but that's that's even what I said. Wario was legitimately, like, he was a villain in one of the games and was, like, legitimately created by Mario Team, whereas Waluigi wasn't, and so he never shows up in any of the regular games. So are they just like, oh, how dare you create a new character? We are not the Mario Team. I, we I would have know, called man. him Wagrini. I don't, Waluigi makes the most sense, but, or, or, well... Yeah, I don't understand. Well, I, part of what I understand, uh, and, you know, I have no idea about the internal team politics of Nintendo Japan, obviously, but as I understand it, Wario actually basically translates into Evil Mario, so the name worked out, whereas Waluigi doesn't actually translate into anything. So they were kind of like, this doesn't even mean anything, what are you doing? Oh, so if they had named him Evil Luigi. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know, man, it's a mystery. Let's, if we ever get Shigeru Miyamoto on the podcast, we'll ask him. No, I'm not going to ask him that. He's going to immediately leave. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So what's the deal with Waluigi? This interview is canceled. If I ever have an opportunity to talk to him, the last thing I'm going to bring up is Waluigi. Well, yeah, you do it the very last question before the interview is over. No, I don't want to put a bad taste in his mouth so he'll never <laughs> talk to me again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's definitely not going to happen. And and I'm not even going to let you do it. If you start to say the words, I'm going to yell. <laughs> because him thinking I'm a crazy person is definitely better than you bringing up Waluigi, apparently. So basically on our way there, there's not really a whole lot that happens. Sometimes you have like a side quest that will show up, but side quests in this game are so rare. So, yes, but also... I've noticed the side quest list has actually gotten bigger, and a lot of that is the Taco Village or whatever it was. Uh, Taco Village, Tickington. Yes. Because all the side quests of going and doing things in the other games showed up on the list, but because <clears throat> originally I was very concerned when I looked at this, and I'm like, 
for an RPG of this size, there's only like 22 side quests or some really small number. That feels really small, but now it's over 50-something. So I can't help but think it's going to expand again later, because I've heard from multiple people that this game is really long. I mean, we're what? One, two, three, three, three or four towns in, and we've only gotten maybe five side quests that isn't going to the Time Turner's Palace that other people can't even do because they don't have the Switch version. That is true. Yeah, if you're not playing on the Switch version, your side quest log is going to still be pretty uh, sparse. So that's the thing is like, part of me wants to cover those, but then there's another part of me that is thinking maybe we should just dedicate an episode to those things because there's that's going to be content that most people aren't even going to see unless they're specifically playing the Switch version. I mean, maybe, but also the opportunity to do them has been so rare. And I like I've been going back to every single time I've talked to one of them to get a, a new password. I've gone back and uh, other than the first two, I haven't been able to do any of them yet because they all kind of seem to tie to things. I don't even like, oh, can you get this item? I mean, OK, I'll keep an eye out, I guess. But like, I, there's no nothing I can do in here. Oh, I haven't even done that. I didn't even know that now they're looking for other stuff. I thought you just had to get the password. No, no, you do. But like, even within the, like, I got the password and then went into the other game story or whatever. And that's the question there is, hey, I need this particular item. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll keep an eye out. I don't know. what. <laughs> yes, but wouldn't you be able to get the item in there? I, I don't think so, because, I mean, that's what I'm wondering. Like, does it come from another section in this game when it unlocks later? Does it come from a dungeon in the main game? That, that's like I, I don't know how to solve these, at least yet. Well, why didn't you look it up? Because I wasn't spending a ton of time to talk about it because you were saying you haven't been back, so I was like, well, we'll worry about it when you actually go back and look. Oh, okay. Because otherwise it's just me talking about a bunch of stuff that even you don't understand. Well, that would require me to use the Zoom spell, which doesn't exist, so... I mean, you could just walk back. I could. There's a lot of things I could do. Walk back is certainly not one of them at this point. So you get to this town, and I will say some of the... There are... Creatures, for the most part, are still generally pretty cute, but there are still some nightmare creatures every once in a while. I mean, yeah, every once in a while, but in general, compared to pretty much any other RPG I've ever played, Dragon Quest monster designs are very cute overall, is all I'm saying. So the first thing that we do when we get into town is we find out that there is some festival, some strongman festival or yeah, adventurer something or other. And because of that, they're not letting anybody into the docks, which, you know, real convenient for Sylvando that he doesn't have to produce his mystery ship now. <laughs> Here's the thing. I got lost and it was like, hey, go to the left. And so I went all the way, like I went all the way to the very end and then went to the left and I'm like, there's nothing here. Why can't I go anywhere? So I'm searching through the entire town looking for these docks until I look at the map screen and it specifically says, hey, immediately to the left, you'll find docks. Oh, oh. I, was, I was literally about to say, like, they're labeled on the map. You do realize that it took me a while to find it. I got real confused this entire section. Something about this town was just not jiving with me. The, the layout was weird. I mean, so if we think about, you know, the designs of some of the other areas and like tying them to 
existing regions of our world. I mean, like there was the very Oriental Japanese place when we first showed up. And then in the second one, you know, there's some Middle Eastern country and in the, you know, the current one is very Venice, right? Cause it's got like the canals and there are even, but there are boats you can ride over the canals and everything's just kind of interlaced between them. Random you, women in the corner asking you for puff puff. No, 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 no. Asking if you want puff puff. They didn't want you to puff puff them. It's an important distinction. <laughs> But there wasn't a, a, a funny joke this time. It was it, the screen just goes black. Well, this time is is the time where I accidentally hit a a bunch, and then it just did it, and I was like, "Oh, whoops!" Well, I hope I didn't just do drugs because that would be really awkward. I don't think it is drugs. Yeah, I don't think it is either. We already talked about this. What I don't understand is there's no way that this would be free. If I am to understand. What Puff Puff is, why are these people just doing it for free? That makes no sense. I feel like there should be some sort of charge involved. Maybe because I'm blasting in everywhere talking about how I'm the luminary and everybody is like, cool, well, let's give you a present. Well, I mean, it could just be a matter of that guy's crazy. Just just give him a Puff Puff and, uh, and send him on his way. I, I do not want to interact with this any more than I have to. Just- I did <laughs> I feel like that's so much worse. Listen, that dude's just insane. Just give him what he wants and leave. He's like kicking the door down and shooting lightning everywhere. Again, I didn't. Okay. I have to go through. I have to reiterate. I'm not kicking doors down. I'm just kicking the door and it opens. You make me sound so much more evil than I am. I'm not sure I understand the logistics here because... These doors aren't like saloon doors in the old west. That that's not how doors work. How do you know that every one of these doors hasn't been a saloon door? They would look completely different. They may look completely different. Okay, well here's the thing. Your luminary looks completely different and you were saying that he's Mario doing his stuff like paper Mario. He doesn't look different. He just does things differently. Oh, okay. So these doors don't look different. They just act differently. And in this case, they open when you kick them. I feel like you're stretching the concept of player character to inanimate objects. And I'm a little uncomfortable with that, if I'm being perfectly honest. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, you know, because the player character is the thing you control. And so player characters can have different personalities because you make decisions for them in games that that's an option. Whereas here, doors are not anything that you're making decisions about. They just exist. I am making a decision about the door. Haven't you seen doors that when you're going in and out of a bar area or literally any area these days, so that way you don't have to hold the handle, you can just, there's a little clip on the door that you put your shoe on and open the door. I'm essentially doing that. That's a very different motion from kicking it. It looks like a kick to the un-something observer. Untrained. I, untrained just doesn't sound right. Unattentive observer. You know, if you weren't paying sure. attention and you saw somebody with their leg coming away from a door, you would be like, oh, he must have just recently kicked it <laughs> and then shot a lightning bolt because more people are going to be excited by the lightning bolt than they are going to be from the door. I mean, I'm inclined to agree with that part. That's fair. That's probably true. You know, I just don't like this this picture that you're painting for my for my character. Just because I'm going around telling people they can't join my party, I'm not going to solve this prince's problem, which 
realistically, I'm sorry, that's kind of the right answer here. Just because we need the rainbow doesn't mean that this this dude is never going to learn anything on his own, which is why it took Silvando to teach him a lesson. All I'm saying. If anything, okay. I'm teaching people manners of what not to do when entering buildings. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm going to need some elaboration, but you you beat me to it, so all right. I am teaching good manners here. You are, you are leading by inverse example. Exactly. How are people going to know that I'm the luminary if I don't do this? But again, to reiterate, you're not the dark spot, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. Just want to just want to confirm because this seems like very dark spawn behavior. This is not I want to know how this seems dark spawn behavior. I'm not being destructive. I'm shooting magical lightning that doesn't leave an after effect. And uh, it, it's no different than somebody entering a room and music playing. If you think about it, I'm basically a bride on her wedding day, but everywhere I go. <laughs> See, I was going to go with like professional wrestler. That's fine, too. Like, for example, Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> I really don't like what you've done here, but I respect it. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and move on. Silvando, as you said, conveniently does not have to get his boat and then immediately goes, oh, well, I want to know what's up with this strongman competition. And then everyone else is like, hey, let's just screw the mission and go watch this competition because that sounds fun. Veronica's like, yo, I'm hungry and need to get fed. And Serena's like, that's cool. I want to see these strong men and get food. And Savando's like, strong men all the way. Food. Let's have some fun. And then Eric, immediate buzzkill, looks up from his stupid orb and goes, um, do you guys forget that we're on a mission? <laughs> Come on, Luminary. I guess we'll just go figure this whole situation out on our own. I would like to say, though, I do find it hilarious that of everybody, the person who you would expect would have, like, the least morals or the least prioritization of the mission, basically, because the thief is the one who's the most determined to stay on task of everybody. Like, literally, two days ago, these two girls were pledging their lives to me, and now they're like, screw you in the mission, I want to get food. I mean, I take that because Silvando is definitely the person that you would expect would have the least commitment to the mission, and boy, he, that is true. But, <laughs> but Silvando, Eric is a surprise. Silvando is just like, bros, let's just do whatever. You know? Well, if we get around to killing this dude, that's super cool, but you guys seem like you're a party group, and let's go have some fun. Like, Silvando, that's not what we're laying down here, but I guess it is because 50% of the group has decided to just screw off and go do this competition thing. So now it's just you and Eric, and then you get to walk by and talk to everybody, and they're like, cool, I can't wait to have fun. And it's like, ah, why do I got to hang out with Eric? Eric, go do this yourself, man. You think I care about any of this? I want food. I want to see this competition. If anything, I'm the luminary and I should be in it. I would destroy all you people with my lightning powers. 
and my strong legs from all the door opening I do. <laughs> well, and don't forget the jumping off of buildings and landing perfectly okay. Exactly. There's some there's some good leg muscles there. So so me and Eric, we have to go talk to whoever. We we go talk to the presenter lady who I guess is putting on the competition or whatnot. And she goes, oh, yeah, go talk to the mayor. He's so friendly. He's so nice. He'll let you do anything. He'll probably let you do the boats. Why boats aren't allowed to leave? It's like anyone that shows up in this town during this competition, the mayor's like, no, no, no. You got to stay here and spend money. No one is allowed to leave. It's so ominous when you say it like that. It's like, no one can leave. Like you have to stay here for this competition. Like, like they lock all the boat, all the doors out of town, and you know, put boats out in the ocean. No one may leave. So when you get there, the dude's not nice. He opens up the door. He's like, "Hey, how's it going?" Sees me and the lightning display that I've just shown. Immediately shuts the door in my face. I mean. What's Again, up with that? In his defense, he's like, I can't believe you were just kicking at this door. Like, that's extremely I rude. I didn't kick at the door. I told you I used my foot to open the door with the little door hinge that's definitely there. And then I shot some lightning. But he wouldn't even been worried about the door kicking because of the lightning. It's all misdirection, Andrew. I'm The Luminary is also a magician. See, now... I can see why Silvando is interested in following you because he's like standing there the whole time just taking notes about your display. Exactly. Well, this mayor is not having it. And then he Eric seems was like, very upset. That was weird. Was that weird? I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. It's like, did he recognize you? I don't know, man. I just got here, Eric. I mean, again, I did tell everyone repeatedly who I am, so maybe. Like, I don't understand what you want from me. He, he, he looks at you as if you know anything else. And it's like, you know the exact same amount of information that I do, Eric. Why on, how would I know anything else? I'm, I'm not going to know that. I just, you and me walked up together, opened the door together. And then you look at me like, what's going on? How am I supposed to know? Come on, man. Did you, you saw the lightning? I do it for everybody, and everyone seems to really enjoy it. Why he's so gruff about it, this mayor guy. So then you got to go talk to your party and be like, well, guess we're screwed and got to stay here for the strongman competition. And they're like, sweet, we were going to do that anyway. You and Eric were just going to take the boat and leave, and it was going to be a party of two, but I guess you can't do that now. And then Veronica comes up and goes, yo, we're getting food. Go to the front of the line and get us good seats. What? Here's the thing. I thought I was the luminary, which sort of made me somewhat of a leader in this group. I am the main character. What is this? I'm now a glorified seat holder. Are you? There was no talk of getting me food. You better get me food if I'm holding the seats. Look, everybody remembers the iconic moments of Lord of the Rings, but nobody remembers the part where Frodo and Sam have to hold the spots for Merry and Pippin while they go off and get beer refills. <laughs> but it was an important part of the story. Wait, is that actually a thing? No. <laughs> oh, well, there's a lot of useless information in there, so I figured it's possible that that might actually have been a thing. I mean, 
there's the throwaway bit when they're in the uh, prancing pony or whatever with the it comes in pints now, but there was no seat holding there. But I'm forgetting something, Andrew. Before they tell you to go save their seats, when we actually catch up to the party members, we find out that Veronica's staff has been stolen. And I don't think when we got into town, we mentioned the fact that there was a little kid that was like, saw something who definitely looks like a little Vegeta. Yes. Yes, he does. He, he like ran away from us or something. I, why? He I was like, know, but... he was like spying. And then, yeah, like just ducks away. It does the whole like super obvious spying and then trying to hide, duck away and hide when you look over thing. So it turns out he is the one that stole Veronica's staff. And Veronica and him are having a big argument about it. And then it's really funny because Eric and you and Eric walk up and Veronica's like trying to get it back. And Eric just literally reaches over because, you know, he's a full grown adult fighting a six year old here and just like plucks it out of the out of his hands and then gives it back to Veronica. And she's like, what did you even want this for anyway? I need to save my friend. And she's like, you wouldn't even know how to use it. You're just a kid. And he immediately without skipping a beat. So are you. He does Got have you, you there, Veronica. Exactly, yeah. He does have a point. He is onto something. I mean, granted, he doesn't quite understand the full situation, but you know. And we don't have accurate. time to tell him about all this. He he immediately goes, okay, well, I was trying to do it because I want to save my friend. He lost his voice, and we're trying to get it back. Uh, what? Okay, you're definitely not going to be able to do that with this staff, but... We have, like, Ultra Healer over here, so let's have her go look at your buddy. Uh, so we get there, and sure enough, yeah, this kid can't speak. Serena does a once-over on him and determines that he has been cursed in his voice somehow. And yeah. that they're not... She she knows the cure. Yeah, but- she kn- yeah, correct, correct. She knows the cure, but we have to go to a special place to get holy water and felipe points you to there's this lagoon thing not too far away that has very special water you could try that is it felipe felipe but he 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 doesn't point it to you it was his friend because he can't talk right now he's the one that can't talk. the one the one who stole the staff to point yes. you in that direction he points you in that direction and so yeah it's a fetch quest we got to go up here and we got to go get this thing which that whole dungeon was actually kind of, kind of like, there were parts of it. I, I walked the wrong way the first time because there's a right path and then there's a left path. And I went to the right and it turns out the right was wrong the whole time because I get to the very end and I can't move forward. Yeah, the right is the shortcut back because you can like jump down from above and drop a rope and stuff. But if you go there first, yeah, you're not going to be able to get anywhere. Except it's definitely not a shortcut because it's still super long. But what's nice is the left path has a healing healing and saving spot. Yeah, campfire. So, I mean, this is one of the longer dungeons that we've been in, but it's still very short. Like all the dungeons at this point have not been very long. Like we've established already uh, and and the fact that this one gives you a campfire in the middle kind of makes the whole thing pretty trivial. Yeah, which I, I'm not, I necessarily don't have a problem with. I'm not, oh, I'm not saying I have a problem with it. I'm just, in general, I guess I would say that, and, and feel free to correct me if you disagree, but I feel like as far as like difficulty goes, 
Dragon Quest XI has been one of the easiest games we've played on this podcast so far. It, it's hard for me to quantify because it is definitely easier than Final Fantasy VII Remake. That is 100%. But like Final Fantasy X-2, I mean, I know we talked about, you know, if you didn't have the right monster combinations and stuff, some of, like, some of those things were crazy hard. Well, so so the only one I would kind of disagree with you on is probably Final Fantasy X-2. Because after a certain point, the game is very trivial. The only difficult part about Final Fantasy X-2 is just trying to understand getting 100%. And then not actually getting 100% because it turns out you did something wrong. And there's literally no way for you to ever find out what you did wrong. Because the percentage doesn't go to a decimal. <sighs> yeah, I mean, there's that. <laughs> as far as gameplay is concerned, I'd say it's... It's a little on par with Final Fantasy X-2 because for the most part in Final Fantasy X-2, almost immediately it just became mash the attack button over and over and over, which most RPGs eventually become. I mean, Because yeah. when you're grinding or something, the only thing that I will say is bosses in Final Fantasy X-2 and all the other games that we've played definitely seem to have way more strategy involved, whereas bosses and dragon quest so far have been very lackluster i mean yeah you just throw your most damaging stuff and maybe and like i'll usually open with buffs and debuffs and then just go to like max damage as much as possible and that's really all you need so far almost every single boss we've been up against has had one of one or more characters that are just immortal and can tank hits for you yeah the guest characters have definitely made some things very trivial so if there's one thing that I guess I would be somewhat disappointed in is, yeah, I, there are parts where I kind of wish it was more challenging, but all RPGs eventually get to that point for me because I get insane and power level, which is exactly what I'm going to do as soon as I have the opportunity in Dragon Quest. See, it's really funny that you talk about that because, but here you are, you know, so resistant to the idea of playing Dark Souls or something. I don't understand what you're talking about. There's no power leveling in Dark Souls. You can level up and raise stats and stuff, just like any other RPG. Yes, but in Dark Souls, you never get to a point where you can just one-hit kill every monster, to my knowledge. I don't know about a one-hit kill, but you can definitely out-level the challenge, for sure. You still have to dodge in the right spot and do this. I just don't understand. Listen, I tried to buy Bloodborne in the Steam sale, but it wasn't an option, so I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, Bloodborne is PlayStation exclusive. I've done my due diligence. There's nothing I can do. But you know what is on the Steam sale? All the Dark Souls games. No, they aren't. Yeah. Only Shadows Die Twice. That's the only one that I could find from, from software. Yeah, they are. I don't know what to tell you because the Steam sale is over anyway, so they're not there. <laughs> I just looked last night and I said publisher from software or developer from software. And the only things that came up was Shadows Die Twice and some other ninja game from forever ago. Unless they're just not under the developer from software, which I could have sworn they were the same company. Now, from software is who made it. You're not wrong. But I'm looking at the Dark Souls trilogy right now. You can look all you want, but I specifically looked for it and I couldn't find it. So it doesn't matter because I'm not playing Dark Souls. I already told you the only one I'd be willing to play is Bloodborne. Right, and you have to play that on PlayStation. Andrew, I've done my due diligence. I don't know what you want me to do here. We're trying to talk about Dragon Quest. 
and you keep bringing up things that have nothing to do with anything. Plus, the game is so old at this point, nobody wants us to play it anyway. I don't know if I go that far, but I mean, okay. I haven't seen a single person have interest in Bloodborne. Have we asked about Bloodborne? I don't think we have. There's no reason to ask because <laughs> there's. We've mentioned it enough times that if people wanted it, they would have said something by. Okay, well, if you want it, make sure you mention it in the Discord no, or on Twitter. Don't do that. You don't need to. It's not happening. <laughs> Because as soon as we're done with Dragon Quest, it's immediately going to be Cyberpunk is out. Because Dragon Quest is going to take, what, five months now? Six months? We'll be playing that for six months, and then Cyberpunk. And we don't even know when Pokemon Snap is going to come out. I mean, you're right. You might have to interrupt Cyberpunk to play Pokemon Snap. I'll interrupt anything. I'll interrupt everything. You, you'll be like, let's, okay, let's talk about the next episode of Dragon Quest, and I'm just going to do nothing but talk about Pokemon Snap. I could start that right now. So in the first level of the original Pokemon Snap, uh, there is a, there's some secrets that you may not know about. There's I mean, a giant th- Snorlax. Throwback to our uh, <laughs> episode on... Burnout Paradise, where you talked about how much you cared cared about Pokemon Snap, so past Chris finally got his wish. Oh, was that Burnout Paradise? I'm pretty sure it was. I there's no way for me to know because I talk about how much I love Pokemon Snap frequently. It comes up to anyone who will listen all the time. He just like if you start a conversation, there's approximately a 75 percent chance he's going to tell you about Pokemon Snap. Here's the thing: when you go to a party and I show up. Most people start with like, hello, or, you know, what are you doing? Or, or I guess not <laughs> most, here's most people, most people do not tell, do not say to me, what are you No, doing? no, no. That's exactly what they say because you're immediately like, look at all my Pokemon snap pictures. The thing is. That's the very next thing they say when I mention, have you played Pokemon Snap for the Nintendo 64 and or GameCube when it was on the the thing? Or is it? It might be on the Switch now. I think it was. I don't know if it's on. I don't think it's on the Switch. I bet it'll come out here pretty soon, though, to get people hyped for the new one. That's right. I believe I was disappointed that it wasn't on the Switch because I the only I've played Pokemon Snap recently and it was on my Wii U. Like the one with the screen and everything, because that was the only place I could play it. I dug that out of the closet specifically so I could play Pokemon Snap because it wasn't on the Switch yet. But that's the very first question I asked. And they immediately, in in their defense, go, what are you doing? Who are you? And how did you get here? <laughs> but Why are you in my house? if I show up to a party, it's going to be like, let's talk about Pokemon Snap. Has anyone discussed Pokemon Snap recently? I've got a copy of it right here for us to play if you have a Nintendo 64. I also have a Nintendo 64 I brought in case you don't. Yeah, it's in the trunk. Um, I could bring in the Wii U, but like, I'm not going to bring that console out here. It's, no. You got to play it on the original 64. I mean, your hands are going to bleed from the controller issue, but... That's part of the experience. Yeah. I never it's had like, that problem. It's like trying to play the original Mario Party, like one or two... And then your hand is just like, you just, from like your palm when you try to spin the joystick so much and stuff. Well, that was the issue. And I never had that. Maybe because I never played Mario Party on the 64. But I, I saw a video on that, that people were like, 
ruining their hands because they were trying to spin the thing or whatever. And I was like, oh man, that would be awful on that old controller. Yeah, I, n- I was never a huge Mario Party fan, so I didn't either, but I knew several people who complained about it, and I'm like, yeah, that looks terrible. So I, I can tell you for, for a fact that I don't think F- Philippe knows about Pokemon Snap. Which is unacceptable, and so now as, you're, as, as the Luminary, Macho Man Randy Savage Fantasy World Edition, you're going to have to go, I'm the Luminary, cast lightning bolts, and then bust out your Nintendo 64 for people. You know, I just want to make sure if we're going to, if we are going to make me Macho Man Randy Savage, I feel like we need to do it in a respectful way because Macho Man Randy Savage is no longer with us. And, you know, I just don't want, you know, I just want to make sure that, you know, we're not being mean to the guy. You know what I mean? No, everybody loves Macho Man. That's why they made a mod to make the dragons in Skyrim into him. I understand that. I'm just saying, I want to make sure that we are putting respect where respect is due for Macho Man, Mr. Savage. Rest in peace, Mr. Savage. (laughs) So we get to, what were we doing? I know we were talking about Pokemon Snap. That's the last. We were in the lagoon to get the water. I don't think there is a lagoon in Pokemon Snap. There's kind of a, the second level, I believe, is like (laughs) a jungle. No, the second, maybe the second, no, I think the second level was lava. And I was going to say, the second one's the volcano, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. The second first one was the beach. First one is the beach, then you immediately go, I, I, I think that is the volcano area, and then you blow a hole through that area, and no, that's the volcano. That's the volcano. Anyway. I don't know how you get to that area. That's like rock slide or something. But this one, no, because you don't get Bulbasaur right away. You, because most of the time, it's Pikachu pictures. Bulbasaur isn't for a while, but Bulbasaur, you get in the, the, the river one. The river one is later. I think it's n- closer to the end. Yes, it is, because you unlock the cave by going through the water level. And then the cave, I'm pretty sure the very next thing is unlocking like Rainbow Road Star area or whatever. I think I figured it out. So that's he where solved the, the puzzle. Is at. He solved the puzzle, everyone. Yeah. So I mean, I, on that note, podcast I think, over. <laughs> uh, I think it's time to call it a day. Uh, it's gonna be kind of a short episode, but you know, we accomplished a lot talking about Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Snap. So inside the the not poke the, the tragically Pokemon free lagoon, we have to fight some golem thing, and then we get some water which Serena immediately uses to make this cure. It's called like Dove Potion or Dove something or other, or Raven something, and there's an immediate bird. Yeah, on the bottle. It's like she had a bottle ready that specifically has a bird on it, so that way you like know. Like, Serena, did you have to go to the store to, hold on, everybody, we got to stop this entire thing. Because I got to go buy a specific bottle as well. It's got a bird on it. You mean to tell me that you couldn't just use like a regular bottle? No, no, no. What do you you think she was shopping for while everybody else was off getting food and stuff? She was planning ahead. Because you never know when you're going to need potion bottles that match the motif of the potion. You see? That's why why she's an expert healer. I get where you're coming from, but I just feel like that was an unnecessary touch. Uh, Because that was the very, I specifically remembered it 
and I wanted to make sure I brought it up because I'm like, that was weird. Again, that's why she's the expert and you're the luminary. Is this potion going to come up more than once? Why does it have its own bottle design? It's an important part of the brewing process. You don't understand how medicine works. You keep saying that and it keeps meaning nothing. (laughs) One thing I do want to say, though, which I thought was interesting is I cleared this entire dungeon before I had even been to the town because I always go walking off everywhere but where I have to go. (laughs) Of course you did. Including bringing the rope down and everything else. And then I did it the long way again the second time because I'm like, I'll also get some more experience points. Why not? But no, I went through it and you can even fight the like golem boss that's guarding the thing. And I was expecting I was going to have to fight it a second time, but it didn't respawn even though everything else did. So I had already fought the boss before I even went to the town. That's funny. I hadn't done any of that yet. It it is interesting because the areas it'll let you go into versus the areas that are, are blocked off. Because there are still some areas that they won't let you get into and, you know, which is part of where I'm like, oh, we've got to be coming back or whatever. Because there's like exits we didn't get to out of some areas and things like that that we don't even have a way to get to as far as I know. Or there's a guard in the way or, you know, so on and so forth. And so I was fully expecting I was going to get turned back there or there would be something in the way that I wouldn't be able to do. But no, it just lets you clear the whole dungeon. Interesting. Well, the only thing that you need there is water. So I guess if you would have already found it, the 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 the, the kid is like, hey, it's this place over here. I'm like, oh, yeah, I already killed everybody in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, I wiped out that whole place, kid. Now whole who is gone. the evil luminary? You know, I, I'm only going in there to kill because I need to to save this kid. Here I am clearing out monsters and doing a public duty. I don't even need to do it. I am doing it because that's how good of a luminary I am. No one has asked you to do this. Right. That's what I'm saying. It is a public service that I am doing without needing to. No one had to tell me I had to go there. The destruction of the local fauna. You're like, oh, don't worry. I'm just going to do this as an add-on. No wonder the mayor hated you. He opened up the door and you're like, oh, are you the one going around killing all of our local wildlife? Yes. Never come back here again. (laughs) So that's why he shut the door on you. I still have no idea. So we get this water. Maybe he was just more of a Hulk Hogan fan. And we get back. And sure enough, potion works. We save the day. He can talk now. Hooray. He gives us a good old thank you and just books it. And then, then Veronica goes, hey, you book bag, (laughs) go up there, save me a seat. I'm going to buy some food. I laugh because even though she didn't say that, calling you bookbag absolutely sounds like a Veronica move. You, Red Orb, go with him. So, yeah, you start to make your way towards the front to save some good seats here for this presentation. Because what else are we going to do, right? We're stuck here. Silvando hasn't stolen his ship yet. I mean, found it and, you know, hadn't been able to get to it. So, Well, now I find out why the mayor is awfully mad. Yeah. Turns out, hey, there's somebody I haven't seen in a while. And you know what's going to be real awkward is suddenly explaining all this to Silvando because I'm pretty sure we haven't told him that the army is after us. 
which does seem like kind of an important deal if he's going to follow along. He should probably know that you're like all wanted, apparently. Oh, and even more that they're after us because they think I'm the dark spawn, the one that we're basically saying, oh, we need to go kill that guy. Wait, honey, if I you- was Silvando. <laughs> yeah, Silvando's like, wait, honey, are you the dark spawn? And they're like, are you just telling me a lie? Because I'm down for whatever. Like, I'll, I'll go along. I'm just here for fun. But like, just be honest with me. <laughs> like, listen. You told me that the dark guy is bad news and that he should die, and they're saying that you're the dark guy. So what's going on here? Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm all for ride or die. I don't care. I'm I'm happy to go along. You just got to tell me the truth. (laughs) So we get there, and he's immediately like, screw you guys. You're all going to die. What do you think you're doing? Get him, and, you know, and... So then you and Eric by yourselves get into a fight with a bunch of knights, which I will say was probably like the hardest fight of the game so far, because those those knights were surprisingly strong compared to everything else in the area. I didn't have too many troubles. I didn't, I'm not saying I had troubles. I'm just saying that I was surprised how durable they were compared to all the monsters that I had just, you know, um, helped call the population of. I don't want to say exterminate because that would be bad. However, this is where I got a bone to pick with this game. So our entire party is considered a group, right? Because every single time something attacks the group, it hits everybody. I don't... That used to be the case, but I swear I've seen times in this game where that hasn't happened, where it's only hit like half the party or something. It's possible that it just does a miss, but I've every time that I have gotten hit, it has been by the group of enemies. They, or when a group, or, or when something attacks me with Frizz or something, it hits multiple people in my party. You the mean, reason I, I'm upset... I have to correct you because you mean Sizz, because Frizz is single target. Whatever. The reason I'm upset is because there are two different types of guard. And if you use frizz, Sizz. whatever, if you use the group one or zap, Mr. <laughs> Push open doors with your foot and cast lightning. It open. It only hits that group instead of all of the humans. So double standard game. Are they both humans or what? I'm sure it's a mechanical balance thing. I won't disagree that it takes a little getting used to, but like, I'm sure that's the the reasoning behind that. That's a garbage reason. And it's annoying because then there are other spells that aren't a group. They're for everything like bang. So now we're in a bit of a predicament because even after you defeat all the guards, there's just more guards. What a shock. Somehow more guards keep showing up and I'm like, I could do this all day, but then Silvando And the girls show up and they're like, yo, what's going on? By the way, they think he's the Darkspawn. And Savanda's like, cool, I'm down. Let's (laughs) kill the army. Yeah, exactly. What? Savanda's been around for like 10 minutes of game time and he is already ride or die. (laughs) He may not be 100% dedicated to the quest, but he is ride or die with this group of people he just met. I can't believe this. He's like, 
I have a good eye for people and I know that you're good. So obviously they must be bad, even though they're an army. He's right. But, bro. But, you know, that's... I get the impression that Silvando is very much an act act first, ask questions later kind of guy. Uh, yeah. That, yes. Silvando does not care about anything. He is just like... You were talking Let's about go. you were talking about Serena being a honey badger. No, Silvando is the honey badger of the group. He That's does not before care. I met Silvando. Now I'm like, okay, Serena is just like she doesn't care, but like about anything. Silvando is just oh, cool army. Nope, don't care. Oh, this don't care. Oh, you're the the bad guy. Don't care. You're good. I'm on board. Let's go. Serena just ignores everything, and he's just like, I care about so little that I'm just going to do whatever. Am I going to have a good time following you? Yes? Great. I'm on board. Anything. Yeah, it seems an awful lot like I'm going to have an amazing party following you people around, so let's do this. Oh, you're fighting the army now? Whatevs. Heck yeah, let's do this thing. And, And so... They start to do some distraction, and everybody is starting to run away. Silvando says, hey, my ship is this way. I have to say, Silvando has grown on me a lot for as much as we were talking about how immediately suspicious he was. Like, I'm kind of in love with his just, like like I said, just straight up immediate ride or die. I, I like him a lot now. I know. I really hope there's... I really hope this doesn't turn into a situation where he's only doing it because he's... Turns out he's, like, bad or something. I really hope that's not the case because just his complete immediate, like you talk about, they pledge themselves to the group. Silvando is like, without saying anything has just decided that we're the best people on the planet. Yeah. Again, does he care about our quest? Clearly not particularly. He just cares. He's just decided that we're cool people and he wants to hang out. It just seems like that was just the convenient thing to be like, oh, yeah, that's what you're doing. Okay, cool. That's what I want to do, too. That sounds important. No, it has nothing to do with that. He's just like, those guys look like they know how to party. And so (laughs) Savanda's like, yo, my boat is this way. I'm like, cool. We go steal the boat now. (laughs) Let's go. As you're running away, uh, bad news. Well, I guess good news in a way. I mean... I'm curious where you're going to go with that, so go ahead. Okay, well, the Luminary gets tripped or something, and in an attempt to help, Eric somehow falls over. Or does Eric get shot? Uh, they, they were they were aiming at the Luminary, and Eric does the like jump, the you know movie jump in the way of the bullet thing. Oh, I forgot about that. I was about. I thought he just it was just a mistake. And now I feel bad. I guess it's not a good thing. Eric gets captured, though, because he yeah. gets shot. Well, no, what's even better is like he goes down and the luminary turns around to save him. And he's like, what are you doing, you idiot? This is your chance. Run. He's like, go. And I'm like, oh, man, well, I guess that's one red orb obsessed guy down. <laughs> I'm sorry I made fun of your orb, Eric. I'm like, where's the orb to save you now, Eric? <laughs> Are you going to teleport away? Bye, bro. I got Silvando now. I don't need you anymore. <laughs> Silvando uses whips. I don't know if you're whips. aware of this, but he's got a boat. Also, he uses whips, man. Do you use whips? No. 
You just use daggers. I guess this is the last time I'm ever going to hear about your orb. And then we get to the docks and everyone's like, we got to save Eric. I'm like, what? <laughs> Once again. I just I- said all that stuff to him. It's going to be real awkward for us to go back. <laughs> so the Christmas Luminary just jumps on the boat and leaves. But I have to go save him. <laughs> I just said all that super mean stuff to him. It's going to be real awkward when we see each other again. Please don't make me go. But thou must. So yeah, we have to go save Eric. And so then you do like a little mini stealth section where you try to sneak past the guards to go figure out where Eric is being held. Except if you're me, you run into literally every single guard. Because for some reason, even though it said this in the quest and on the map, and in multiple locations. I didn't see the part where it said, go through the inn. So I walked down every yeah, path. Silvando even tells you specifically, I think we could get to the roof through the inn. I know. I just said, even though they told me. I know. I was just saying, like, not even on the map and stuff. He tells you as soon as you decide to go save Eric. Like, it's a... It, I'm amazed that you missed it. I forgot, and then I went galloping around the town fighting every single person I came across. And let me tell you, there are no save points. That became somewhat of a sticky situation pretty quick. But there are save points. There's a church right there. Bro, you're forgetting about the part where I forgot you could go inside buildings. I was going to say, because there's even special dialogue, because the nuns freak out. I like, just said it, and you immediately forgot. You didn't say you forgot you could go into buildings. You just said you forgot you were supposed to go to the inn. It's the same difference. I didn't know that was an option, and I messed up. Yeah, because, again, like, yeah, the nuns in the church even specifically have, like, different dialogue about how, oh, my God, I can't believe you're the Darkspawn, but I, I still have to... Uh, Grant you the blessings if you ask for them. I'm like, yeah, you do. Let me save my game. Wait, what? Yeah, that's what the the the, the oh, nun specifically no, is like. You're the dark spawn. I guess you still gotta do. I still gotta do my job though. Yeah, she's like, you know, maybe this will lead you on the path to repentance or something like whatever. Just let me save my game. I don't care. Wow. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. I just thought that was a that was a really nice touch that there was separate dialogue just for this one part of the game. No, that is legitimately really cool. I had no idea that that happened. I almost wish I had tried talking to the other shopkeepers to see if they changed their dialogue too, because they probably did. But I feel like the the save point changing like the feels like a bigger deal because they normally you know have the exact same dialogue every single place. Not not necessarily because it's changed. It changed when we went to the when we I went guess back that's true, to Cobblestone, yeah. and that's then true, it changed yeah, a guy immediately there. after because that nun is like, "Oh, be careful! There's fugitives afoot." And you're you're right. They have been changing it quite a bit. So never mind. But that was still cool. But yeah, you that's true. It hasn't been exactly the same everywhere. I'm sorry, old lady nun. It turns out we were the fugitives all along, and I apologize for that. We lied to you. Well, I mean, technically, we're not. Oh, no, we are fugitives. We're, we're innocent, but that doesn't make us not the fugitive she was worried about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you should be worried about is the king, because there's something going on there. And Jasper the Knight, because this guy has some anger issues. Well, specific, I, I, in this Hendrick? I thought this was or Jasper. Or was this Jasper? I'm pretty sure this is Jasper. 
I thought it was the blonde one, which yeah, was which Hendrick. Is Jasper. No, I thought the blonde one was Jasper. No, I'm pretty sure the blonde one is Hendrick. Which one? One of them has purple hair. Which one is that? Well, is that Hendrick? Awesome. Maybe this was Jasper. That may okay. Maybe this was Jasper. Yeah, Jasper is the blonde one. I just looked it up. He's real mad. He is very angry, and he has some. I mean, I don't. I realize we don't have like control over the spells that we know or whatever, but like he seems. He's got some strange, like, uh, ominous darkness-looking spells when he throws magic at you and stuff. Yeah? But uh, this whole, we gotta go figure out where they're keeping Eric, where they're keeping Eric is literally exactly where we were when we escaped, which I thought was kind of funny. It's like he didn't even move. He's like, oh, well, I guess he'll just come back. I mean, you're not wrong. They just tied him to a pillar, like, literally right where they were. this all started. Real original guys. I was hoping to go on some cool mission, but no. You just walk right back there because you got to get to the bridge and then you see, oh, he's in the exact same spot. It's almost as if we could have just went right there. And then we take, a, and then you take a one of those canal boats around. Not yet, Andrew, because again, and I don't think the game was super clear about this, but you're supposed to jump off of the bridge. Yeah, no, I made that same mistake too because I, I like wandered around everywhere and I'm like, how ca- I can't get down there. And then I was like, oh, you jump off the bridge. So I made yeah. that mistake too. That took me forever to figure out and I was about dead when I finally did it. And I was like, oh, cool. I guess I got to waste all my items now. I wonder if they would let you sleep at the inn just like no big deal. While Eric is tied up and the guards are actively looking for you. I wish I had thought to try that because that would have been hilarious. Oh, that would have been really funny. It's like you show up in the morning and it's like, oh, okay, hey. And it's like three days later, like Eric is like, I desperately need food and water. (laughs) Jasper's been awake the whole time. He's like on his sixth coffee of the morning. The fight gets way easier if you do that. And... It's, it's like that bit from Metal Gear where you can actually make the guy die of old age if you don't want to fight the boss fight. What? Oh, yeah. So in Metal Gear Solid 3, because Kojima is a crazy dude who has all sorts of weird stuff in his games, but one of the fights, the most annoying boss fight in Metal Gear Solid 3 is a, a sniper battle against a really old sniper guy, and you can do it the real way, which is crawling around through like five different screens with a directional microphone trying to figure out where he is and not giving away your own position, or you can save your game, fast forward the time clock on your PlayStation by a week, and the old the old man literally dies of old age when you load the save, and it just shows you a cutscene of Snake walking up on his dead body. Why don't games do anything cool like that anymore? Pretty much all of the Metal Gear Solid games have one boss fight that's really meta like that. It was part of why it was a series that I was really into, even while I recognized that it's got some really weird stuff going on and it has some issues. That just sounds awesome. I've only ever fought that guy once because it was such an annoying fight. And every time, every other time I played the game, I'm just like, nope. Well, the only other game that gets like real meta like that is like Doki Doki Literature Club, where that starts getting real funky. No, I don't know about that. There are definitely some other ones that have done some interesting things, and I would be happy to talk to you about some of those because. I'm a repository of useless knowledge about video games. Well, that's fine, but that's not this podcast. Right. That's what I was about to say. But we can have that conversation later. You know, we could. Here's the thing. We, ha- we have the ability to make these decisions. 
when we do our in-between episodes, we could just do special little things like that if people are interested. Oh yeah, like I would be I would be down to do like a theme episode or something where we just talk about a certain thing across different games or something. That could be really cool. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I feel like if people want that, they should definitely comment about that more so than any of this uh, Dark Souls business. You know, the funny thing about the internet is you're technically not limited on comments. You could do both. No, you're only allowed to do one or two comments a day on the Discord. I've That's a rule that I recently added just now. <laughs> Literally, as we're, as we're talking, here. yeah. Any, anyone who doesn't follow that rule... <laughs> no, really, all you, all you did was set a filter up to uh, silence anyone who mentions Dark Souls. <laughs> anyway, once we eventually figured out that you have to jump off the bridge, we do that. We go, and once again, Silvando to the rescue, who immediately points out, hey, we could take one of those uh, canal boats, and it's going to be way easier. And we could sneak up behind him. Thanks, Silvando. You're, like, really clever, and I really think you're a spy or something at this point. Like, but like a, a good guy, <laughs> like, I still think you're a spy, but I think you're a good guy spy now and not like an evil spy. How would he be a good guy spy? So, so what? He's like paid by no, 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 the no, previous I, king or something to just help us out. No, I mean, like his skill set is not the skill set of an entertainer. This dude clearly, like, I don't know, like the way he does stuff. What I think, are you trying to say about entertainers? I feel like you were just very rude right there. He, you're telling me the entertainers can't have the super secret spy persona as well? You know what? You're right. Maybe. Regardless, I, I, that's my current operating assumption is that Silvando is some kind of spy or like some secret agent type background. Secret agent man. Secret. I don't even Silvando know. Silvando man. <laughs> what is that from? I, I don't know. That's from something. I mean, yes, it is, but I, it might just be a song. I think it's just a song. I don't think it's from anything other than the song. I, but I feel like Austin Powers or something. I mean, it probably got used there, but I don't think that's the origin of it. Anyway. Know. If you so, want us to talk about that for an entire episode, <laughs> let us know in the Discord. <laughs> but in exchange, we will be doing Bloodborne. <laughs> no! <laughs> Quit it! Stop! I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start cutting all that out. It's gone. You're gonna start hearing random beeps in the middle of the podcast, and everybody's gonna think we were swearing, but we were actually talking about Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah. So you you take the canal boat around and climb back up to where you started, and then you have to have a fight with Jasper. While Eric just sits there doing nothing. To be fair, he's tied up. <laughs> What's he supposed to do? He's a thief. He should have been able to untie himself at this point. I mean, it should have been like that bit from The Witcher, right? <laughs> Where you go bail the guy out. He's like, oh, yeah, I already unlocked it. I was just waiting for a good time. Yeah, it sort of seems like like Eric could have been so much cooler if he'd have been like, oh, by the way, turns out I already escaped. And then he like comes up and, and uses a vase to like knock out Jasper. It would have been so great, and then we all could have just walked away. But instead, we have to have this really long fight with Jasper and all of his friends. Yeah, he keeps calling guards in and stuff. It's kind of it was kind of a long fight. It was definitely the best boss fight so far. Like they even had dialogue at the top of the screen on people's turns of them like shouting things at each other. As far as difficulty is concerned, I think this is probably one of the fights that this is probably one of the mo more difficult fights that I've had. 
Oh, definitely. This right would... here is when I was like, okay, finally a boss fight that matters. Uh, no, for sure. This was easily like the most challenging moment, and it was really good for um, that sort of thing. Like it, it felt good. Like in the sense of like not just that it was a hard fight, but you know, it felt like an important fight. It wasn't just some random monster like all the other bosses are. This is like directly plot related. You know, we're like uh, possibly like a recurring villain type situation here because all these knights keep showing up. Like I was really pumped for this fight. Yeah, it was it this was definitely more of a big deal than our other fights have been. And once you win, just like in Final Fantasy 7, turns out you didn't actually win because he's just like, "Oh cool, well now all my guards have shown up." Because before you just got the jump on me. Now you're screwed. Here's something I've always wanted to ask, and I don't want to take up a ton of time here, but since you mentioned it, do you prefer fights like this where you win the fight, but then you actually didn't? Or do you prefer the ones where you're forced to, to lose in the game? If they're going to make it, if they're going to immediately give you a video where you lose, it should be a forced lose fight, in my opinion. I hate winning a fight and then the cutscene is immediately like, oh, you lost. Because it it completely takes away all sense of accomplishment. I beat the battle. Oh, by the way, you still lose anyway. I don't I hate it. I can't stand it when games do that. For the most part, I agree with you, but I always get a little anxious about that because I'm always nervous. What if I'm not actually supposed to lose? Like if they make it really obvious and the boss pulls out some move that does like nine 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 damage or something, then okay. But, like, I always get really anxious when it's just, like, a regular fight where the boss has infinite HP and you just don't have a way of knowing that. Or yeah, something. but most modern games, like, don't even matter if you die. And even in this one, like, half your money's gone. Okay, I, I guess that sucks. But it worst case scenario is you reload and try again if that's not the case. Unless you're in, like, a boss gauntlet situation, like in Final Fantasy VII, where if you did that you'd have to start all the way at the beginning again not that you're you know um still sore about that i'm definitely it definitely doesn't still keep me awake at night thinking about how angry it makes me but anyway so after you have this fight they back you up against the water and it looks like things are really bad oh and Silvando's just like guys trust me and it just jumps off into the water and what so the way this looks, it's kind of really funny because everybody just like t- normally in a situation like this, this plays out where, you know, everybody else just kind of like shrugs and follows or something. But instead, there's like a multi minute scene of everybody just being kind of confused about what Silvando just did and Jasper going. Oh, well, he just cut tail and ran. I'm like, are we going to jump off? Like, that's like, normally how this goes. Doing? <laughs> and then. Pirates of the Caribbean style, just like Captain Jack Sparrow. Silvando is on the front of his ship and he's just like, boom, check this out. It's the coolest boat you've ever seen. And it turns out it is mine. And he's like giving the dude instructions about how like, oh, go this way, get up close. And he's just like, yep. I'm like, well, it definitely has to be his boat unless he just paid this dude. He just, while he was swimming away, he saw somebody in the water and was like, yo, 
I will pay you money if you pretend like we've been old friends and you steer this boat for me. We got to go do like the coolest rescue of all time. And to be clear, it was extremely cool. So you, you know, do now that you know there's a boat and we're not just jumping into the water. Now the whole party's ready to jump onto the boat. But we're still not quite getting away yet because Jasper's all, they're not going to get very far. And he summons this Chitulu like I don't think squid he summoned it. creature. I, I want to be clear. I don't think he summoned it because people commented about how that monster's been bothering people for a while. He just knew it was there. I mean, maybe, but he was like, oh, don't worry. They're going to get hit. And maybe that's why all the boats were. It's possible that that's why all the boats were docked and that the mayor knew that he just didn't want to say anything because he wants to keep it, you know, hush, hush. He's like, oh, by the way, this is out there. Don't mess with it, especially since he's already maybe that's why Hendrick, maybe that's why Jasper was there in the first place, because maybe they were called in to deal with it. And it just so happens that you showed up. And that's why the mayor was in a huff that maybe he was like, oh, it turns out Hendrick is right. And that guy definitely is the dark spawn because here's his creature. But on the other hand, so when you get caught by this giant, you know, definitely not the Kraken with the serial numbers filed off to you to continue the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean analogy, there's a whole bunch of boats show up and shoot cannons at it and it doesn't die, but it retreats and lets you go. Yeah. And it turns and out the mayor's there. And he's like, oh, my son told me everything is turns out the kid that you helped was the mayor's son. And this is the reason why I really wanted to finish the episode out on this. That kid saw Jasper doing some evil stuff with creatures and Jasper is the one that cursed him. Yeah. So this is, we've been talking about it for a while now, but this is the first confirmation we've gotten that this kingdom is super shady and not just our feeling, but like actually confirmation that, yeah, they're up to some nefarious stuff. I think, I think you were right way back when, when you were talking about how maybe the king is actually the dark one and he's just been taking control of everybody. Or maybe the dark one is just the presence is there and he's taking control of the whole kingdom. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it could be like that. Court. Right. Like the, it could be the other way around where the king is possessed or something. But But something is definitely wrong here. Because the the mayor goes, I don't know, but anyone who is willing to risk their life to save my kid, he's like, I don't really know what's going on, but this all seems really shady, and you seem like a person I need to help. So with the octopus gone, um, we get away, and Jasper does basically the, well, next time, Gadget. <laughs> he's like shaking his fist and everything. He's like, I'll, I'll get you. And now we've got a boat. And the worst part is, I have a feeling we're going to have to fight that thing at some point, and I am not looking forward to it. I was sitting here complaining about boss fights not being hard. Um, super not looking forward to whatever, it, when that thing attacks. Yeah, because you're right, that does seem pretty likely, because that's a big old, um, you know, unanswered, or like unresolved plot thread that is definitely going to come up again later. You're right. But now we've got a boat, and not the whole world, but a lot of the world is open up to us. And starting in the next episode, we're going to be exploring that world. But that's going to have to do it for this episode, because we're already going a little bit over. <laughs> so, as always, 
you can find us on social media on Twitter or on our Discord or via email, and the contact information will be in the episode description. You all know me. You all may... I don't know where I was going with this. I'm the luminary! Ha, 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 ha